Hey everybody, welcome to the Enlighten Me podcast. I'm your host Mackenzie and you are listening to episode 86 of the show. Before we dive in, I want to take a second to thank a sponsor who is helping to make this show possible. Today's show is made possible by Plush Beds. Plush Beds is a leading online luxury mattress manufacturer and retailer, specializing in organic and natural mattresses and bedding. Plush Beds doesn't use any mystery foams, petrochemicals, or other materials they can't pronounce in their mattresses like other mattress companies. They source only the world's highest quality natural and organic materials in a sustainable and transparent manner, and they produce their beds using the best machinery and artisans skilled in traditional old world craftsmanship techniques. The best part? Because they ship direct to the customer, Plush Beds cuts out the middlemen and offers factory direct pricing to everyone. Use the link in the show notes to shop Plush Beds today. All right, the wait is over. If you listened in last week, you know I got to interview an inspirational woman on a mission, Dr. Marissa. She came on the show to share about ending Asian hate, but really what she shared was truly motivating and seeking solidarity of all kinds. If you haven't listened to part one yet, you have to stop what you're doing right now. Pause this episode and go back and listen to part one first. Just trust me on this. You do not want to miss it. Today, Dr. Marissa is back. We're finishing up our conversation on discrimination, and she's sharing some helpful tools to bring more awareness to your life and work towards reconciliation with people groups different than our own. We're also talking about fun stuff like books and movies she's loving and how she got dubbed the Asian Oprah. You're going to love all the advice she has for us today. As you listen, don't forget about leaving a rating and a review for the show. Reviews are always so nice to receive, but it's not just about the words of affirmation for me. They help people to find the show and lets your podcast player know that people like what I'm doing. So please help out by leaving a review and also by telling your friends about it. Share the good news with friends. Dr. Marissa and I would love if you'd post online that you're listening and tag us. You also want to make sure you're subscribed so that you know when I'm back next week with a brand new episode for you. You can subscribe on whatever app you're listening on or on your desktop browser. Okay, friends, here is part two of my conversation with Dr. Marissa. I want to go back to what you were saying about Uh differences, and I wondered if you could just kind of educate us on how it's different for an Asian American or a Pacific Islander living in the U.S., how the racism that they might experience is different than other cultures. Like you'd mentioned like derogatory names and violence. Like those are obviously similarities that we see no matter your skin color. But like you mentioned the model minority, and I think that's one great example. So could you kind of explain that to us and just how, yeah, the racism someone like you experiences is different? So if you haven't watched A Class Divided on PBS, it's free. Please do. I had her on my show, Jane Elliott. She's a white woman who's been educating people about racism her entire life. She was on uh, Red Tabletop on Jimmy Fallon last year. So watch that, A Class Divided. She taught her kids in Idaho right after Martin Luther King was killed about racism and diversity and how it's developed. And when she replicated that uh, experiment with Oprah's audience in the 70s, one of the women at the end said, well, we all experience racism. We all experience prejudice. So it's, you know, get in in line. Like, this is not that big of a deal. And an African-American woman looked at her and said, when I look in the mirror, I see a black face that I can't change. And I have discrimination and hate because of that skin color that you will never have. 
And that, you know, I hope that every white American who's listening, if you are one of those who say everybody experiences some kind of discrimination, that you never say that again, because you are not being punched in the face if you're white and an elderly woman in the streets of San Francisco. That's hate and discrimination based on skin color. Mm -hmm. Your kind of discrimination, maybe because of your personality or maybe because you moved into a black neighborhood, is nothing compared to what Asian Americans are being called or beaten up or hit or stabbed. You white Americans don't understand and will never understand. So please, please, please never say to any person of color, I understand what it's like to be discriminated mm-hmm. against because you do not. You do mm-hmm. not. You may feel the tip of the iceberg, but you have never been cornered in a stairwell. And, uh, you know, unless you're a person with a disability, you may understand more than uh, a white American. But I think that part of our huge problem in America is we have this intolerant, justified ignorance, justified, you know, jumping into, well, it happens to all of us, knee-jerk reaction that hurts us all. There's not one iota of pause and consider just for a moment that someone's pain might be greater than yours. There's this such a quick jump into, well, happens to all of us. Well, what about this? Or what about this group? And what about that group? Just hold your Nelly. Just for a minute, can you just say, oh my God, that is horrible. If you're a white American, you're not treated the way George Floyd was treated and stepped on and killed, suffocated. Mm -hmm. You haven't had that. You have no clue what that's Mm -hmm. like. You don't have a clue of being pulled over just because you're a black driver. You don't know what that's like. Studies have shown that is, you don't know what it's like to feel when you're walking by someone's car and they see the color of your skin and they lock their doors in front of you. And you're a doctor or you're a lawyer. You don't know what that's Mm -hmm. like. So please, please don't assume you understand any kind of racism or prejudice ever, Mm -hmm. especially if you're white American. Mm -hmm. You can be so influential, white Americans at this time and period, you can be so important to this work for equality and peace. You are so important. You have the power. You have the power of hiring. You have the power of promoting. You have the power of who gets in and who does not. You have the power of granting loans. Most white Americans are in those positions. You have the power to say, you know what? Maybe there is a bit of prejudice in me that I'm not aware of. Maybe there is. Let me look at that. Mm -hmm. If every single loan officer stopped and said, what prejudices am I carrying that I'm not aware of or that I am aware of? If you're yelling and screaming at reverse discrimination, now instead of yelling and screaming of it's not fair that I can't be an EMT because I'm white 
or I can't be a fireman because I'm white and I've wanted to be a fireman my entire life. And this is not fair. And now there's a e e a o c numbers and tokens, and it's not fair. Please take a breath mm-hmm. and feel a feeling that has been felt for way longer than you're feeling it. Mm-hmm. That generations of people have felt what you're feeling. Generations. Mm-hmm. You're feeling it now for two months. Can you imagine what it's like for generations to be told, be very careful when you go out driving, don't do anything wrong because you may be pulled over. Mm-hmm. Be very polite. You're not told that. So please, please get off of your righteous indignation as white Americans. Please understand that what's going on right now is just what has been seething and brewing underneath the surface. I give credit for one thing that number 45 did. He tore off the band-aid that was covering pus that was waiting to burst like it did on Capitol Hill of underlying racism and, and, and prejudice that has been part of our American history and now American present because we didn't take care of it. Mm-hmm. We let it go underground. And that's the one sad thing that I am, you know, I don't live with regrets. That's my motto for my past, no regrets. But I see how our whole valuing diversity effort in our 90s and early 2000s drove prejudice underground, drove it under that band-aid where it has been festering, where it has been creating infection underneath. Now that the Band-Aid's off, at least we know what we're dealing with. At least, you know, when the Confederate flags and the Proud Boys and all that bullshit hockey comes out in Huntington Beach, we at least know what is happening. Now it's to the surface. And kudos to the mayor of Huntington Beach for hosting a diversity picnic and saying, you know, point blank, this is not Huntington Beach. These people have come into our city to express their anti-value uh, diversity rhetoric. So that's what we have to do. We have to have our white leadership say, not on our watch. Mm-hmm. Prejudice and discrimination, not on our watch. And it is happening, not as, not as uh, loud. We still have Republicans who are actively supporting Make America White Again. You know, they're actively, that is, that is their ticket. And I'm hoping that they are not going to overturn all of the good things that happened with this past election in our Southern states. You know, I'm praying, you know, that the Atlanta mayor gets the, the, the uh, Nobel peace prize, you know, all of those efforts that we are now that white actors and actresses who have huge limelights are standing up and saying, this is wrong. You know, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful, Mm -hmm. but we have a long way to go. Sure. We have a lot, and it starts, the book stops right over here. So if you are listening right now, and if you can say, you know, maybe I don't know what it feels like to be discriminated against. Maybe someone else's discrimination is important. But I don't want you now to run out and every person of color say, so what does it mean to be Chinese American? Or what does it mean to be American? Tell me about your culture and make that person representative of millions of people. That the intent is good, but you're again missing the point. The point here is 
can we be interested in everyone and see them as groups and as individuals, right? So I know you can't speak on behalf of all Chinese Americans, but what is it that I can do to support? And many Asian Americans, AAPI groups have come up and say, just reach out. When you hear of something horrific, just reach out and say, hey, how you doing? Just that will help in the connection. Every time someone says to you, actually making fun of that group is not funny. If you're a joke teller and you're used to making fun of people because it's all just joke joking and people take themselves too seriously, stop making jokes about others based on their skin color. Mm -hmm. It's not funny. It is funny, but it's not funny. And our whole comic act is, has been, you know, deprecating other races, deprecating our own. I love the fact that that guy that on the Simpsons said, you know, I'm so sorry, you know, by making fun of Indian Americans. I'm so sorry. I had no idea. That's cool. Don't make fun of him for doing that. Don't, don't be, uh, oh my God, you're attacking Dr. Seuss now. <laughs> like that's like a fundamental, la, 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 what is the world coming to? La, 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 la. It's like, just chill for a second. Isn't it great that people are now taking responsibility for what's coming out of their fork and mouth. Yeah. You know, free speech is free speech. However, you can say anything you want, but remember you have consequences and you cannot unring a bell. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad mm -hmm. people who normally would get away with saying derogatory things are now being held on the carpet. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So you cannot unring a bell. Be careful what you're saying. You can say whatever you want, but everybody doesn't have a right to your opinion. Mm -hmm. Please. You know, a lot of what's said on social media now, let's just, you know, save draft. <laughs> <laughs> Don't post. Save draft. <laughs> Restraint of pen and tongue. Restraint of text and thumb. Uh -huh. Those are very wise words. Uh -huh. You know, we can... If you, if you want to be funny, you want to make sure you're funny. If you want to be, if you're sending a compliment, you know, make sure that it hits as a compliment. Right. And one more thing before I forget, I, I know I'm, I'm talking a lot, but <laughs> when people say, when people say this is a, a beautiful diversity tool that I use that I absolutely love. And if everybody followed this little tool, we'd be in such a better place. So when you're communicating, there's intent and impact always you have your intention that you're get, you, you intend to be funny you intend to give a person a compliment and then there's the impact did it really hit as a compliment did it really hit as a, a, as as funny okay so in the old days americans intent rules if i'm paying you a compliment if i'm showing you respect by opening the door for you that's my intention is to respect you by calling you lady or ma'am, I'm respecting you. That's my intention. And the fact that you don't like that is not my problem, right? Mm -hmm. Because my intention is that it's a compliment or it's being respectful. So I had an old boss who said to me, you are so direct and power and, and, and straight and, and smart. Sometimes I forget you're not a man, okay? So his intent 
was what? A compliment. It was a compliment. The impact, I looked down at my my chest. (laughs) I looked back at him and said, thank you, I I think. It did not hit me as a compliment, right? Mm -hmm. So this is where we got work to do because everybody is still leading with the intent. I'm just trying to be funny. I'm just trying to make it light. I'm just trying to, you know, uh, uh, make it easier for me to pronounce your name, right? A hugging is respectful in my culture, and, and it's all on the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But it breaks down when people don't like what you like. Mm-hmm. Not all people like hugging. Not all people like being called ma'am or, or lady or have their doors. And, and so then I get a, much of my, my male audience who says, yeah, but it's so, that's so wrong. It's respectful. I have to open the door. I was taught that way. I don't understand why people, why women don't like the uh, word lady. That's a good word. I don't like, I don't understand why they don't like to be complimented and told they're beautiful. I don't understand that. And now after trying to explain it for two hours, they still don't understand. So I tell my, my intenders, don't try to understand it. Just respect it because you won't agree with the reason I give you anyways. Right. So just respect it. Just use the platinum rule instead of the golden rule. Platinum is more expensive. <laughs> the American Express platinum card has higher fees than the, than the golden card. Okay. So it costs more money. It costs more effort to say, do unto others as they want to be done unto them. It takes more energy to say, how do you pronounce your name? It takes more energy to learn how to pronounce that name. It takes more energy to open the door. And if they say, thank you, I'll, I'll take care of it myself. Not to, you know, flow, uh, throw a hissy, right? Of, it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'll try to remember that next time for you. Now it takes, yes, it takes more energy to, to not treat all women the same to not use the same term for whatever group it is, right? You don't want to be called queer. You want to be called queer. You don't want to, you know, uh, uh, homo- homosexual, you do want. And, and so the, then I have clients who say, oh, just give me the book. What's the terminology politically correct Bible? Just give me the book so I don't make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I say to them, you're missing the point. You just want to be right. That's not respectful. Mm-hmm. You're not going to know the term. The terms change. Mm-hmm. And people in that group don't necessarily follow the group norm on that. Mm-hmm. Again, it's gray. Mm-hmm. If your intent is to be respectful, if your intent is to be funny, then before you open your mouth, observe a little first. Mm-hmm. And when you say it and people you know, give you the, 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 the reaction, say, Oh, did I just say something that uh, push your button? Let me know what it was. And I will try to remember not to do it again. Mm -hmm. That is respectful. Mm -hmm. Even if you're wrong, that's respectful. Mm -hmm. So that's what we can do each individual. And when you get to that point, then we can begin to look outside, but we haven't got that handle on ourselves yet. Mm-hmm. We're still knee-jerk reaction. All of us, mm-hmm. most of the time, not everybody. Mother Teresa's got it down. <laughs> I, I try to get it down 88% of the time, but I still mess up 12% of the time, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Cause 88% of the time I'm trying mm-hmm. and people can 
ferret out trying. Mm-hmm. People can tell if you're really trying to be respectful. Mm-hmm. That's good. I really liked, yeah. yeah, just thinking about your intent versus your impact. I think that's such a good reminder for all of us. And especially to, I mean, since our conversation has revolved around talking about Asian American stereotypes and racism, I feel like we just see so much of that that's intended to be humor in our media and and then we mimic it and it's yeah I just feel like that's a really good reminder for all of us yeah so thank you for sharing you're welcome if you had to pick a main message that you want listeners to walk away with what would it be the main message is that we are all unique one-of-a-kind wonderful loving lovable and loved We have things that are in common with our groups. We have things that are different with our groups. We have likes, we have dislikes, we have have good relationships, we have not so good relationships. The most important relationship right now is with yourself. Mm -hmm. Are you good with your own diversity? Are you good with your own group uh, uh, designation? Are you good with, do you feel like you are enough 88% of the time? Do you feel you are esteemable? 88% of the time because you are that's your birthright and if you don't feel that then there's a little work to do so uh, my book eight ways to happiness from wherever you are has exercises it's not written from a psychologist telling you how to be happy it's written as one of seven out of ten of us who've had childhood trauma around a number of things our family trauma our color of skin trauma, our, uh, you know, being made fun of trauma, all of those things have wounds that we can heal. And I promise if you do all of the exercises, you will never hate yourself the same way again. That everyone deserves the birthright to love themselves 88% of the time. And mm-hmm. from that place, we can all stop AAPI hate. We can choose solidarity. We can AAPI rising. We can end racism. We can embrace diversity because that's, you know, we're human beings. We're not human doings. We can revel in this thing called life. Life is a joy ride with so many stops if we start from where we are. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay. I have a few fun wrap up questions for you. And speaking yeah. of books, what would you okay. say is the most impactful book that you've read? Outside of mine? Outside of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll tell you, I, I got to interview him and he's a friend of mine. Don Miguel Ruiz wrote a book for the four agreements. That's okay. a book that everybody should read yeah. besides mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it's a, it's a, it's a great book. Yeah. I think I've heard of that before. Okay. So we yeah. have two good book recommendations coming away from today. Yeah. What about, is there anything that you've listened to or watched recently, like another podcast or a documentary? I know you mentioned 13th. But any other recommendations of things people should watch or listen to? Well, I, 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 I just, I'll say 13th twice okay. because I just, it's not, it, it, it's so important. Mm-hmm. It's so important. We're going to heal one of the most broken things in our country. That is Black, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that is truly, 13th is definitely something you should watch. Totally. Oh, oh, and uh, 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 I'm sorry. One no, more. No, that's okay. Uh, U.S. versus Billie Holiday. Oh, I haven't heard of that. I really wish she had uh, won the. Audra Day did an amazing job on depicting Billie Holiday, but just so you get a sense of what it was like in the old days mm-hmm. and how 
in the old days is kind of the new days now too. Yeah. So U.S. versus Billie Holiday. I had no idea she went through what she did. Oh, okay, cool. I'm excited to check that out. I was going to say about 13th. That is by far the number one most recommended thing to watch that from all my podcast guests. It, it gets recommended really? a lot. Yes. And really? I, I second it 100%. I, <laughs> That's that so documentary cool. really impacted me. I'm yeah. so glad, yeah. Yes. So if there's anyone listening who hasn't watched it yet, <laughs> you have to. You have tonight. to. <laughs> tonight, yes. Yes. Okay. How about a brand or product that you are really loving lately? Brand or product? Well, <laughs> you know, all the brands who do something for the environment, uh-huh. you know, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to isolate one because there's just put, just Google brands with a cause. Mm-hmm. And and I I'd like to reward every single corporation that doesn't you know this whole effort right now where you know like Tom's you know they don't they didn't do what most companies do which is make the money and then designate a cause right mm-hmm. that's not, that's not what they did they built their company on the cause yeah right? so true. so the yeah. so shoes buy one, gift one, any kind of company, uh, there's toothpaste brand, anything you use, go look at the companies who do support others. I mean, the great thing about my book is if you buy part, eight ways to happiness, part proceeds go to Habitat for Humanity. That was built into the publishing of the book by my mm-hmm. publisher, Morgan James, which is why I signed with him. So we're, we're moving, use your money, your vote and your money are the most important things to make changes, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why it's, you know, put your money, don't, don't go to places that have corrupt leadership and, mm-hmm. you know, watch, watch the news just to see who's messing up and don't buy from them mm-hmm. right? and make sure your, your news source is reputable. Go mm-hmm. look at uh, unbiased news. Google that because there's any time I never share posts until I look at who the the news source is. Mm-hmm. Right? If you haven't mm-hmm. watched social media, uh, social what was it? Social influence. Social dilemma. Yeah, that's it. Watch that. Yes. Watch that. Yes. You know, if you mm-hmm. don't think you're a puppet on a string. You know, that's why I'm saying use your choice. Choice is your biggest muscle. Use that. Don't instead of going to your, your, your device and doing scrolling and, and, and picking and flowing and picking first thing in the morning, take a bite of my gratitude sandwich, eight specific things that you're grateful for at the end of the night, do eight specific things you appreciate about yourself. That Mm -hmm. will set your day better than scrolling through your device. And mm-hmm. if you're a complainer, join my 21 day fast from complaining. <laughs> Try mm-hmm. to do no complaining for 21 consecutive days. I'll double your money if you do. Those are good mm-hmm. life habits to replace what you're doing now. That's part of my happy 88 meal. Mm. I like thing. that. That's so cool. <laughs> so many good things. Okay. And real quick, before I let you go, I have to ask. So were you on Oprah's show? Or did you meet her at some point? Or how yes. did that happen? <laughs> so I was introduced to Oprah in person as uh-huh. the Asian Oprah. 
Okay. So Michael Bernard Beckwith, who's a good friend of hers uh-huh. and one of her over 100 listeners, he's been on Super Soul Sunday many, many times. They're friends. So when she came visiting Agape, which he founded, Agape International Spiritual Center, where I'm on faculty, mm-hmm. and Michael Bernard Beckwith is my big brother and wrote the forward to the book, he, I was, he brought her to me and said, this is the one they call the Asian Oprah. So he had dubbed me the Asian Oprah, actually second. I was dubbed the Asian Oprah in 2012 when I won the Asian Entrepreneur of the Year Award. And when I was brought on stage, they had this big hullabaloo with Asian Oprah, Dr. Mm-hmm. Marissa Asian. But I was afraid to use the term. It was way too big. I was intimidated by that. Right. I was complimented, but I was super intimidated. Oh, yeah. So I didn't take it on until he dubbed me that and then said, why are you not taking this? This is an honorable moniker. This is, and so once he introduced me to her and she looked at me and said, nice pants. And I'm like, thank you. Uh, do you want them? No, I, I, I was very tempted to say, do you want them? And now, you know, people, well-meaning people say to me, you don't need to be called the Asian Oprah. You're Dr. Marissa. You're bigger than that moniker. And I, and I say, thank you very much. I understand your intent is a compliment. But let me explain to you why I call myself the Asian Oprah now. Because when I'm on the red carpet with Halle Berry and John Travolta, and they're coming up to me on the carpet, I've got my microphone on. When I say, hi, I'm Dr. Marissa, it means nothing to them. When I say, hi, I'm Dr. Marissa, people know me as the Asian Oprah, or people call me the Asian Oprah, they laugh. Uh And when they laugh, it completely breaks the ice. And now I have this wonderful interview that you can get on my free YouTube subscribe channel uh, and see the interview. You can see the difference that makes. So Mm -hmm. I use that as a strategy to make a great conversation, right? With people who don't know me. Yeah. So that's why I use it. That's so cool. Yeah. So I did not call that myself. Yeah. (laughs) That's not my my doing. Right. Yeah. People think it is, but it's really yeah, no, that's pretty cool though. Awesome. Okay, so tell us where to find you, where to find your book, your podcast, social media, any of that stuff. Where can people connect with you? Sure. So if you Google Dr. Marissa, you'll have a number, a plethora of choices. Um, <laughs> my home base is drmarissa.life, right? Okay. And there you will find all the things that you can purchase that will help in my, in my Happy 88 menu items. So for your listeners and your listeners alone, if you purchase my Eight Ways to Happiness, either audiobook or personalized book, I will gift them two free things. One is my mommy's What Are Feelings book, a children's book, mm-hmm. valued at $25, and my new short film, the new PP, valued at $10. So for $20, you're going to get $50 worth of stuff. So oh, that okay. that is... For just for, but they have to put on the pop-up with their email on the subject line, say, heard it on the Enlighten Me podcast. There you go. So put the Enlighten Me podcast and then you will get those two free gifts with the purchase of the book as my gift. Awesome. Now, if you just want to donate to my uh, nonprofit, you can do that as well at drmarissa.life and make sure you shop on Amazon and put Smile Amazon and put Eight Ways to Happiness. That'll help it out as well. But most importantly, if you want to stay in touch, I'm really active on social. I even have a TikTok. 
uh, just started that, but uh, on, on Instagram, it's doc balance, D O C balance. Okay. Like life balance. Uh-huh. And then Dr. Marissa everywhere else. Uh, YouTube is where all my live shows will get, uh, you'll get an alert on Mondays. I have a broadcast where it's interactive. You can ask me questions. That's Mondays at 10 on uh, Facebook and YouTube, 1030 on Instagram. Cool. And Friday, uh, sorry, Thursdays at four is my show. Okay. Thursdays at four and Saturdays at six on my CNBC, NBC News Radio channel, KCAA, AM 1050, FM 102.3, FM 106.5. But if you're not from Southern California, just do the stream. I'm on Spotify and Spreaker and all that good Perfect. Stuff. Perfect. That's so good to know. Well, Dr. Marissa, thank you so much for your time today, for educating us and I mean, really, I think equipping us with a lot of knowledge and tools on how we can, you know, like you said, work towards more, I forget, now I'm forgetting the word that you use. Solidarity. 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 Thank you. (laughs) How we can work towards solidarity together and help to end Asian hate and really hate of all kinds. I love what you shared today and it was really encouraging. So thank you for the time to educate us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Peace in, peace out, world peace through inner peace. Love that. So many good bits of information coming away from my time with Dr. Marissa. There was a lot of takeaways and I was busy scribbling down notes while she talked, but my favorite piece of advice was probably to hit save draft. Too funny, but too true. We all could use more restraint of tongue, whether it's in real life or online, we're all guilty of that. I also loved what she shared about thinking about intent versus impact and challenging ourselves to remember that it's not about saying the right things, but it's about being committed to respecting others and embracing our differences and learning as we go, like we talked about last week. Such a powerful message and one we all need to be reminded of. This is one of those episodes that you need to come back and listen to time and time again to be reminded of these important ideas. In the meantime, check out the 13th documentary if you haven't yet. Tonight is definitely the night, and we have plenty of other good book and movie recommendations for you that are linked in the show notes too if you have already watched that movie. You can view the show notes on whatever app you're listening on or on my website, heartfelthippie.com, and make sure you're subscribed to the show too. Subscribing is easy and free. You simply click the subscribe button on whatever app you're on, and that way you'll know whenever a new episode is out. There will be a brand new episode out next Thursday, so don't miss it. And don't forget about leaving a rating and a review while you do that and sharing the show with friends. It's even better if you can share online. I'd love to hear that you listened and what you thought of this episode, so post that you're listening and tag me. And tag Dr. Marissa too. The links to connect with us are also in the show notes. You can find the link to shop plush beds there as well. All right, that's all I have for you. So thanks so much for listening. And until next week, remember to think about the intent versus the impact of your words. Consider where you need to work on yourself and your own happiness and keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out. Take your place.